Hello everyone, welcome to this end of season Wolves fancast. David Evans here and on this end of season podcast special, uh, round the table, we've got Roy. Hello. We've got Andy. Hey, yeah. We've got Chris, Hello. who I met half an hour ago for the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we've got Ben as well. Uh, you might notice with the ambiance this evening, uh, we're actually at Molyneux for the under-23s Birmingham. It's the Birmingham Cup, isn't it? It's Birmingham a... Senior Cup. Yeah, Birmingham yeah, Cup. Yeah. We're at the final and the good people at Wolves have let us in and we're in the South Bank at the minute and we're recording uh, this MC's podcast. So throughout you might hear moans and groans. We are the South Bank. Yeah, we are. Literally, <laughs> we, are. we are the South Bank. <laughs> and we'll talk on our own. Yeah. <laughs> literally nobody else yeah. Uh, so on this end season podcast, which it's been a bit of a weird season to say the least. Last summer we had a multi-billion-pound takeover. We all thought we were going to run away the league, become this Man City-style team in three years. We had a rush of players coming over the summer, and but then we had basically an inconsistent season. Yet we had an FA Cup run with famous wins against Stoke and Liverpool away, which we don't really do. Uh, and we flirted with relegation, but with five games to go, we finally made sure we weren't sweating beads from our brow. Um, so we're going to look at, obviously, what's going on this season, what do we think of Lambert, who's done well and who hasn't done well, and there's been any key and highlights that we've had throughout the season. Uh, gentlemen, I sent everyone a question uh, last week about this season, which is simply, compared to last season and with the late takeover, in the weeks to come, will people see this season as a failure or a transition go yeah I think it's going to be transitional I'm hoping it's going to be transitional with the takeover going on so late in the day I think Tim Spears did that season by numbers and 16 days between the takeover completed and the first game of the season so we have to dump all of these players into it it's just been a mess from day one we've obviously got a manager who the board have said wasn't really fit for purpose He's now obviously got his man, seems like he's going to be his man going forward. Who ironically also isn't fit for purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's going to be seen transitional. I, I think that's the key. I think, as you just referring to that, we'll know a little bit more six months, 12 months down the line how we re- regard this. I think, you know, if we have a positive season next year, then it will be regarded as a transitional year because it will be, you know, in a, in a, in a process of getting our act together, finally establishing who we want to be, head coach, what players we want. Um, and and in, in effect, we've had three managers this season. As Andy mentioned, you know, we, at the start of the, uh, the season, we had the takeover. It was well reported. We wanted the, the Spanish manager. He didn't come. We made a quick appointment. Everybody liked Zenga for his personality. We had some good performances. And then we've had such a strange season where we, one month we've been fantastic, one month we've been poor. It is a failure in respect of, at the start of the season, you've got Fosen coming in and you're excited, there's lots of money. But I think we're all quite cautious that that wasn't always going to guarantee. I think at the start of the season, if we felt that we would improve and we were going somewhere, then I think we would take that. In actual effect, we've kind of stayed the same. I think we did the same points tally as last season. Mm, yeah. And £26 million, I think, has been quoted as, as spent. Most of it wasted, I would probably say. Um, so I think we'll know more next year if it's been transitional, if we have a more positive season. But it's a failure in, in, in effect that we, we, we haven't moved on any further. But there are extension circumstances as to why... Uh, Anyone else? Uh, I would argue, just to be contrary, that it's neither. 
Um, oh, oh, playing against the rules. I think really a failure would have been, ultimately would have been relegation. Um, at the start of the season before the takeover, I'm not sure about everyone else's opinions, but I thought we had a pretty good chance of being relegated. After the takeover, at the end of the day, we haven't gone down. I'd struggle to say it's been transitional because I think, as has been said, we're no further forward than we was this time 12 months ago, really, uh, in the grand scheme of things. So, more than anything else, I just feel like it's been a year wasted. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for transitional on the basis that I'm glad it, in some ways that the season's over now because the, everything that happened since the takeover, you just you couldn't make it up. It was just like everything that's coming out, all the players, the owners, who they were. Mm. You know, why have they brought balls when they're this huge international company? Why us? And I, I think there was a lot of questions um, more than answers. And it's come to a point now where I'm glad it's over. We know what we've got. They're not going to get rid of Lamy. He said famously. <laughs> and maybe I think you've got to give him a chance. Is he going to be the right man? And I think he's. He all has to revolve around him. And is he going to have the responsibility to take us forward to make it successful? I mean, we'll come on to Lambert. I'm, I'm sure he's part of it. But uh, as Chris was saying, then I was thinking, are they not going to get rid of Lambert in the summer? You know, yeah, they've, they've changed know. their minds yeah, quickly yeah, with Jackie, yeah. didn't they? Exactly, after a couple of days, yeah, yeah. Jackie's there, sat in a press conference next to Jeff. She as close as we are sitting together, or Smiley, or yeah, he's our man backing him, and then he's in the same suit five days later, you know, announcing Walter Zenger. So, I, I you know, I don't, I'm not so sure. I, I think. It will look a little bit silly in respect of he's gone. Actually, I've gone with the. It's, uh, it sounds like the Conservative Party strongly to stay. Well, yeah, I've gone with like the, sta- the stay. Let's not get Lambert. political. No, we won't. <laughs> and we've gone with a guy who knows the division as opposed to Zenga. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think we'd look, like I say, we'll probably come on to Lambert in a bit more detail. But I, I don't know. He felt that I won't guarantee he'll be here come pre-season. Uh, yeah, and I think yeah. when you think of whenever a club gets new owners bar the likes of Chelsea and the, the real big dogs oftentimes you do see that they can start to falter a little bit whereas actually staying the same is a bit of an achievement in itself it's point. not particularly it's interesting yeah. but to have not gone backwards is something yeah. to there's a massive at least I'm convinced if, if the takeover hadn't happened that we'd be sat here having been relegated yeah. so yeah. At the end of the day, you'd probably argue that it's been the most minute of successes in its yeah. first, what are we, 10 months in? But imagine if we had got relegated. I know obviously we haven't, but with a takeover and relegation, you kind of wonder where Fosen's mm. eye, eye would have been on, yeah, on yes. walls and whether yeah. they, thought, they would have thought, you know what, this isn't really for us anymore. Yeah. Just signed him again. Yeah. Well, all the all the sort of mess and controversy and that, that it's, it's quite ironic that it's a, a thousand player that's kept us in the league because without Costa's yeah. assist and his goals, we would have gone down. Probably. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good point. And as as, as you say, I, um, you know, I, towards the end of last season was bad, and, I, and I, I do I do agree. It was looking like if we would have kept the same regime, we would have been struggling. And ultimately, for the pros and cons of the Fosian regime, we all know that we wouldn't have been able to attract someone like Costa, who's effectively saved our season. Yeah, uh, you know. 
So if we were going to look at the season as a school grade, we're going to perhaps we're going to come into Lambert in a sec. We're going to kind of rate, yeah. <laughs> if we we're going to rate what uh, kind of A to F, I'm guessing. Into the school grade. Uh, <laughs> GCSE. Yeah. Uh, in terms of a school grade, what, what would we all individually give the 2016-2017 season as a school grade? I've gone for E. E. With homework being particularly bad. <laughs> Chris, what are you going for? E. I'm, a, I'm, a, e. I'm the same, yeah. Needs improvement. Vast improvement. <laughs> Andy? I, I would go with D. I think, I think slightly better than an E. There's a lot of work to be done, but it's not a million miles away. Yeah. Right. D minus? Is that allowed? Yeah, okay. Yeah, plus is a minus, I think, yeah, if you make the scale as, as an F being relegation effectively, the fact that I wouldn't say comfortable, but you know, it, it was secured, you know, some weeks prior to that, and there has been some positive signings, then yeah, I would say it's, a bit, it's certainly a below average season. Okay, let's talk about Paul Lambert then. Came in in November after a Walter Zenger <laughs> sacking in the October. I think there was about a two or three week period, wasn't there, after Zenger sacking before Lambert yeah. came in. Wolves took their time. And rather than another hipster we thought was going to come into place, uh, Paul Lambert, former Norwich and Villa manager, came to the helm instead. Um, obviously, we've said it's been a bit of a different season. Do you think that Paul Lambert with fans is already swimming against the tide? Yes, yeah. 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 with some fans. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't think it's helped how we've played at home, which is where the vast majority of Wolves fans will watch us play football. Uh, away from home, I don't think there's much denying that we've become a better side. Um, I also think you can't really argue that we're a better side than we were before him at home. Uh, the way that we're set up is quite, quite naturally quite a negative, quite a negative manner, which will put some people off. So I just feel that he's already he's already turned what is a big proportion. Yeah, I think the thing with that, the reason he has to set up negative, neg- negatively, even get the words out, is the limitations of the squad itself. Definitely. He hasn't really got the players no, to play yeah. expansive football. But that's pretty much how he's gone his most of his managerial career. I know he had the same limitations at Villa, but they had the same problems with it. It was I haven't spoken to Villa fans now. They had the, basically the same conversations that we're having now. But they're a good side away from home. They picked up some marquee results. But over a course of a season, you just feel like the, the joy is like seeped out of the club. I think you can make allowances at the start. And, and I think, you know, we were shipping goals. So he, he came sure in. That and up, he? he did. Yeah. He, he did that quite, quite quickly. And I know throughout the course of the end of the season he's changed his, his defence around but he did, he absolutely shored it up and I think that was his job and that was his remit um, and, and arguably he's obviously kept us in the, the division and at one point it was looking quite precarious do you, um, do you think we'd have gone down if we hadn't have got Lambert? Because um, I, I can, no, argue, I I can be- argue that he got us in a position that we could have got relegated I don't ever feel like he got us we, were, we wasn't in a position, I didn't think, where I thought we might go down. No, he then got no. us into a position where I thought we're going to go down. And in the end, he's pulled it round. But I feel like a lot of it was his own doing as well. well. I think with that, that was because Zenga was going after 17 games. Yeah. 
if Zenga had still been here come March, maybe P- we would have been in a possible position. Possibly. But I think his points per game was something like 1.1, and I think Lambert's have ended on 1.3. Not massively better, but yeah. enough. So I think it could have been a bit scarier had Zenga have stayed, maybe. Possibly. I, I think with Zenga, the, the games that he had, if you look back on it, a bit of luck, and he would have been here at March. Beat yeah. Villa away yeah, well, I've got, with I've that, got the penalty. There you go. He has another two points, and, and you can look at a few games like that where he just had that little bit of bad luck, mm. a deflection one way or the other, and he's here at March. Mm. And he probably saw the season. I don't. I don't think we'd have got relegated if we'd have been in Saturday. And I don't argue that Lambert has had at those sort of splitting doors moments. He's had that bit of luck. That I don't feel that Zenga had. But is it luck or is it experience? I wouldn't say rather than missing a chance from four yards in the last minute is experience. But games against other clubs where, like against Villa, it could be argued he didn't make the right substitutions in order for us to actually win that game. That's why we ended up drawing it. And I think in this league you do need the experience. That's come home to us quite a few times. New managers getting booked. Yukanovic with Fulham. Yeah. And Watford, Carvajal, Sheffield Wednesday, Wagner, Huddersfield. It's not always that you need experience. I think what he what he did looking back now was at the time he took players out who weren't um, championship ready or hadn't had that experience, Prince and players like that, and brought back Price who was out of favour at the time. And he's now out of favour. Um, so I think he went to kind of a, the, the steady eddies, the players who know the league well to get us through. But um, I take I take Ben's point. I think we, I don't think we necessarily would have got um, relegated. Um, and I, he, he's a difficult one to defend. And in terms of the people out for him, I think there's certain allowances you take when you bring somebody in. And, middle of the season and you've got one transfer window but the start of next season should he be here and there's a few bad results then that of course things will change I'm more than happy that he has the start of next season for the reasons you've said um, he's come into a, a new club and essentially I imagine his remit would have been keep Wolves division which yeah. he has done um, I also think he's got I don't I don't know this but this is the impression I've got I feel like he's got the owners sort of in a good position because they mm. they feel like they made huge mistakes when they first came in by bringing Zenga in by bringing all these uh, continental European players in and I think they've been told that that's not the way to do it the way to do it is with trusted British um, you know know the league know the division and that's why I feel like even when things are going wrong they, they're thinking back to well we've been told that the way to do it is the way we're currently doing it I think that's the thing. I, I, it did kind of make me smile when Lambert came in. You'll remember, he seemed to slag everything off to say players weren't happy training, the morale was down, everyone was down. And I think, as you say, I think he's, he's, he's sown a seed into the Fosen's head that he's the right approach and the right, right guy. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, I think he seems to have be a good man manager from what you can see. I remember when we spoke to Jack Price, he was saying about how good the relationship was between yeah, the yeah. players. And on Saturday, when Bright missed those two glorious chances, and then Lambert just took him to the side, put arm around him, and you know, told him to just carry on. And I think the way he handled the house Graham disciplinary issue as well, just said, 
just quick, the wrist, quick, and swift, and, and get on with it. Marshall as well, yeah. positive things that Lambert's done is there anything else you think that perhaps might make you, people feel a bit better going into next season at all about what he does I thought he did well in January to be honest I thought the two players he brought in did improve the team so I do trust him with the uh, the transfers yeah. and also the young players as well is a, is a positive obviously mm-hmm. there's, there's been injuries but he wasn't afraid to introduce um I can't say surname the key, but Harry Burgoyne. Burgoyne, yeah. He wasn't afraid to introduce him when he had a more experienced player. Uh, you know, Lonergan, I'm laughing because of, yeah, obviously Lonergan's not... With, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because he's Andy Lonergan. Um, but, you know, that, that was quite a brave move. And then, unfortunately, he got injured. Ronan, who could be potentially a huge player next year as well. I know, ultimately, if these guys are, or these kids are, are, are good players, then it's a bit of a no-brainer, but... It, it could have been a tendency to go actually I'm not going to play you I've yeah, got a big yeah. enough squad so as positives I think you know Bright's been in and out and I think Bright is someone has to be man managed as we spoke about earlier you know and I think you know he could be a good player so I think that's positive I take the point environment but I think Marshall could be a very good come to be a very good player so again that's the positive yeah. and I, I like that he's brought Courtney House back in as well so I think there are some positives there. 
Post looks twice the player under Lambert than he's yeah, yeah. under any of the other managers. And I hope, like, yeah. you know, to get the younger lads, he's got to play them. He's got no choice now, really. Mm. They've came in and they have proven that they're better than what we've... They're, they're yeah. the guys. They're the old guys. Some, some of the yeah. more experienced pros. And yeah. That is the key for me. But one thing that Lambert did that I did find a bit strange for the team selection was it just became a bit random at times that players are now half-decent games and then they wouldn't even be on the bench. You know, mm. the, the younger lads, okay, I understand you've got to integrate and play so many games, but, you know, the team selection sometimes is a bit, a bit baffling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Conor Ryan at Sheffield Wednesday, fair play, yeah, so that came up with absolutely nowhere. At the yeah, same yeah. time, I think he stuck with players who were missing. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when Dave Edmonds was in such a poor form. Would you genuinely say is a better player for Paul Lambert being manager than they were prior to him? Who has who has improved Who's in six months? Yeah, I think he's a, the Helder Costa argument is probably the I only just, one. He, he does he seem to be. He just did more. Yeah. Again, you could argue yeah. that he's improved. Marshall, then I guess. He just he, came. He, he, he wasn't he, here Aside from that, has he made any? Has he made one single player bar Courtney House any better? Which for me is that's a concern because I'm scratching our heads, aren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I, I agree. And I look at some of the players who've had good seasons, but they had good seasons prior to Lambert's arrival, so you can't put it down to him. Um, well, I think yeah. some of the Zenga teams they were very, they were quite sporadic as well at times, yeah. and a lot of changes. So it's hard to say how good or bad they were with the Zenga because they never had a fair run in defence room as well, squad size. So what does Lambert need to improve on for next season in order to help push us forward? What, what are his homework notes? Football. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he needs to be able to get his message across better. It's in some games this season and they look absolutely clueless. I think part of the issue is the fact that we have got a proper leader on the pitch. But we also need to have a leader in the dugout. We need someone who's going to tell them, I want you to play this way.
anyone else for homework notes for Lambert? No, I think as we said earlier, though, really, he's just got to improve the home form and be a little bit more expansive, be a bit more attacking. I know he's like the idea of playing with a 10 and one up front, but I think there's been times this season where he could have been a little bit more adventurous, played with two up front. So I think he's got to go a bit more attacking, and that's the thing. If he does that and shows a little bit more intent, then he'll probably bide a bit more time with the fans yeah, as well. I think it's a little bit horses for courses. Like I've got no problem with the way he sets up away from home, Brilliant. but he needs yeah. he needs to have a plan B. I felt since he's come in, he's gone. The way we're going to win games is sit deep and hit teams out the counter, which works fantastically when you're away from home. But at a place like this, a lot of clubs. I know we think we're a massive club, and we're not really. But teams still come here and see it as a big a big game. A lot of clubs in the championship, they're not mm. going to come and just throw mm. eight, nine men in attacks. So mm. it doesn't work. So he needs to have a plan B and, and he needs thing, to adapt it quickly. When was the last time you saw him make a substitution that changed the way we set up? Every substitution has been like for like. Yeah. Yeah. It's been Bod Varsin on for Dicko. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, yeah. Centre half for a centre half. It's never gone, okay, well, we're doing all right in midfield. Let's. Took a strike and see if we can get four. four I think he did once actually. There was um, this is scraping my brain, <laughs> okay. but I'm pretty sure there was. What game was it when he he brought my offer on at the weekend? <laughs> it was it was um, Stoke away in the cup. Stoke away in the cup. We was one nil down, and he bought oh. and he. Oh. Last sh- season we're talking about. This season. We were one nil up. One nil up against Stoke. Yeah, what did I say? One a down. Oh, one nil up. One nil up. I'll take it away. God, I'm just so <laughs> miserable. I'm so negative. Yeah. <laughs> it was one nil up against Stoke and he bought another striker on and went two up front with about half an hour to go, mm. which was when we scored the second. And then he really took the piss and bought a 16-year-old. But that, <laughs> yeah. but that is one time yeah. which is four and a half months ago, yeah. so... We all want to come to Molyneux and see us control the game, or yeah. at least try to control yeah. the game. We've come here all season not knowing what's going to happen. It took us to the last yeah. game of the season. Uh, Zenga tried the playing from the back, splitting the centre-backs every time we got the, had a goal kick. Didn't work, we never had the players to do it, but we kept trying it. It was like, well, we need something different even under him. And we need our home form has got to improve because we've cost a going, which I believe it will. If we have a bad start, the fans will turn. Yeah. Well, this is what I talked about how Lambert swimming against the tide. He's almost got to have a fantastic start after four or five games. He's saying he's swimming against the tide. It's not like he's coming and he's automatically got this. Look, if he's coming now and people are saying he's got to start well, otherwise the fans are against him. Yeah. He's had, what's he had, 20, 25 games? Yeah, yeah. I can't do like, my math, but it's, yeah, it's I'm going like to say. It's not like he's had a few games. He's yeah. had a decent stint and people yeah. are feeling negative because it's been negative. Mm. Mm. They are, but I think they'll make concessions because of, you know, what he's inherited. Um, but I think, yeah, the, 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 the key for, for me is also... This home form, it's about getting the right type of players and personalities to be able to manage expectations yeah. at home. And yes, teams are going to come here like they always do and put 10 men behind the ball. Well, you need to be a little bit more creative. And if things aren't going right, keep trying. And, 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 you know, and that's what you do, new personalities. And, and, that, and, that, and that's spot on. And I mean, we won't be fortunate potentially get your, your ins and your ins and your raids but these are the type of characters who weren't faced by playing in front of a home crowd when things weren't going well they kept going you know um, but, 
it's going to be difficult because it, obviously if you introduce the, kid, the the young kids to it, it's, you know, you do need some steady heads. Yeah. But that's the summer recruitment, mm. and I think if, if we get some players of that ilk, then that that will help him. Uh, Got a big job on that's yeah. yeah. So so with Paul Lambert then again back to your school grades for this season, what grades what grade would you give him? I'll come to you Roy first. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna just go a little bit higher than my D minus to a D. A D. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll give him the D. Um, <laughs> not many times I've said that this season, so. Um because um I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm probably playing devil's advocate a little bit with Lambert because I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, genuinely. But um, I think, you know, in the in the in the scheme of it, he's 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 kind of got us. You know, it's really difficult to kind of make a huge case for. However, we've not been relegated, and you know, we're in a position where we can strengthen in the, in the summer. So a D for me. Andy, what are we going for? I thought a C minus. I think he's done. He's done what was asked of him. Yeah. He hasn't been overly fancy. They sort of flirted with the idea of maybe we can make a late playoff run, which obviously never materialised because it's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, he didn't get us relegated, and we did stay comfortably in the end. It just took a bit of time to get there. Yeah. Chris, what are you going for? I'm going to give him a C. And, uh, I look at it as sort of a, a supply teacher type scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go, here we go. had a teacher in at the, the start of the school year, which they got lumbered with in some, in some respects, probably. A bit of a, a panic appointment. Was it a French teacher's yeah. doing history or something? <laughs> 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 so he was brought in, um, Mr Lambert, the supply teacher, yeah. and he, he did what he had to do, which... We were, there was a lot of uncertainty was to stop us leaking goals and ultimately keep us in the division there was no way it was his remit to get us in the playoffs or anything like that yeah. so supply teacher Mr Lambert gives you a C a C Ben uh, I'm going to go oh. he's not going to go <laughs> in the C I'm going to go for a I'm going to go for an E I'm, just thinking, I'm thinking whether I'm going minus or plus I think I'm going to go I think I'm going to go minus I think he's been worse than Wolves have this year Right. Yeah. <laughs> going back, going back to the supply teacher analogy. If he was yeah. a supply teacher on the first day, he gave them all a cane and made them read from a textbook for the next six months. <laughs> they might pass their test at the end of the year, but they've not learnt anything new because they just got it in their head. He's not a cool Walter Zenga. It is the new Italian uh, supply teacher. Is he? It is the one from the other school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he refuses to use the whiteboard. He only uses the chalkboard <laughs> just because he likes the sound when it scrapes down. I didn't write his name as a comes but, in. But, but joking aside, I think I think the cup run has done him a favour. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's reasonably lucky to still have as many fans on side that he has. That's all. Yes. Right, let's move on to players then. Obviously, we've had an eclection of players throughout the season. Obviously, in the summer, we had about what, 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 seven or eight players come in in the space of two weeks. It was a lot of players, wasn't it? I think it ended up with about 13, didn't it? Um, but over the course of... Uh, the, yeah, before the first game of the season, there was something like yeah. seven. And then I think by the end of the month, it was... Was it 13 and we spent 14 million? Well, they all watched yeah. Rotherham, didn't they? And they probably just thought, right, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. just bring some more in, just, <laughs> yeah. in just, just in case. So, what I want to talk about is obviously who's done well and who's not done so well. The obvious one to start off with is Paul Gladden, of course. <laughs> yes. 
uh, which looking to his Instagram, it looks like he's back in Holland now. He didn't go to the end of season awards last night. Oh, sweet prince, we never knew these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Paul Gladney, it, it's just he's going to be one of those court players, isn't he? It's going to go down as what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like why? It's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. The whole, the whole scenario. I, I mean, I get the impression that perhaps behind the scenes Lambert has just said look it's, you're not going to get a chance I get the impression Lambert doesn't really fancy him I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading between the lines here but I don't think he fancies him long term I don't term. think he knows who he is no. I think he occasionally sees him just hanging in the background somewhere See, what's, Scott, what's Guy Pearce doing here? <laughs> <laughs> he's had a great season yeah. just not on the pitch yeah. Yeah. he's going to look back at it so fondly is he's going to be one yeah. of the players that when we get to Christmas time and Rich does the, uh, the Wolves advent calendar ones yeah. mm. in a couple of years time he's going to be one of them <laughs> Okay, let's go on to the, the actual the good one. Helder Costa. I'm going to have the whole podcast. <laughs> Helder Costa, who, again, whether he stays or goes, is going to be a favoured court player for, for the years to come. He's uh, the best player I've ever seen in a wolf show. Really? Yeah. Really? David Wood said that. He said last night he said that he was the best player he's ever played with and seen this club. I think we will probably go around this town and there's no way of wasting yeah. a better football. Well, I, 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 Roy's like, come on, lads, come on. <laughs> but for me, I always remember Robbie Keane breaking in and, and being a hell of a hell of hell of a player. Um, you know, and, and you look at the career. You know, Keane went on to have play for you know Inter Milan and uh, and all these other boyhood favourite clubs in the end. But <laughs> you know, I, I think we're living in the moment, and, and he, he probably will be. But it's, it's a good question. I, I, I don't know as to yet. But he's been the revelation by far of the season um, and certainly in recent memory but it's kind of how you compare footballers really yeah. in terms of you know yeah. bully or you yeah. can't compare bully to a Costa or an Alex Ray or a Paul Lins can you but yeah. in terms of it technical yeah and, and exciting yeah Because <laughs> yeah. he had a bit of an indifferent start, didn't he? Like yeah. it took him again a few games before we probably saw the Costa that it we know now. Yeah, it was here. Yeah. Yeah. I think we won three one. To Barnes, was it? Someone like it, that. Yeah, Someone like that. He scored. He scored, yeah. he scored one set one up, didn't he? Yeah, he scored. Yeah. Mm. He, he sort of went the opposite to um, Tetchera. Yeah. yeah. Tetchera started fantastic. That's right. Costa had yeah. a slower start and almost was eased into it, whereas yeah. Tetchera was like yeah. straight yeah. in. I'm not sure if you can remember, but Tetschera at home to Reading. Oh, well, what a game! One of the best performances. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that chance by the corner where he kind of skilled it, it past two or three, and just went over, and you thought that would have been one of the best goals yeah. ever. Yeah. Down on the on opening you. game of the season, Tetschera, you thought we've got a real stylus here. Yeah. And then he just turned to and Brentford was it as well? He yeah. scored a couple, one the mm. free yes. kick, stroke, shot. I, I still think he's a good player. I just think he was. Too much too soon. And as far as I'm aware, I'm sure I heard this from somewhere, but he hasn't played at all for Forest. Which is odd. I don't know whether there's been an injury or whatever. Well, he, he went there injured, but I don't know if he ever got fit again. Yeah. Which is quite a poor, uh, poor assessment of a player if it's been that long in his neck. The, the, the obvious question with Heldcoster is is he going to stay? Or is he going to go in the summer? Obviously, by the end of August, we'll know. 
but what does everyone think I know it's going to be probably another summer of rumours and willy won't he but what does everyone think in terms of summer exit are we going to see uh, a bit of Costa action next summer my, my gut is it he'll go I, I think you know we've had we've had players previously who've had good seasons with us say you know players like Lescott for example and, and you thought okay they've had a, a good season but give us maybe one more and then we'll all accept it if he moves on but I think Costa's a little bit different because he is so, such a special talent and he's been so exposed to um, a, a bigger audience this year with the cup runs for example and also we don't really know what goes on with Mendes and behind the scenes and whether or not it was quite a prudent signing to get the money in and then to sell him on and for all we know he could be lined up somewhere else I'm probably quite cynical but I, 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 I'd be gutted because I agree I think he could come on you know turn out to be an absolute world beast and he looks a fantastic player as it is um, my gut tells me I'll go but I hope not but, I agree with exactly yeah. what you're saying about the, you look how things pan out with the, the Mendes signings and you can imagine that every one of those players you can picture him saying to him look this is your chance in English football this is yeah. where the money is it's in the Premier League this is your chance go and show people what you can do and they will they will come in for you and I think that's what he'll have done with a lot and Costa's the, the prime mm-hmm. example of that when yeah. he moves in the summer which 99.9% convinced now that you will you will look back on it and go we were just his stepping stone but yeah. it's one of them if I, <laughs> he doesn't speak much obviously mm-hmm. especially starting now I'm getting into it but I'd shake his hand and say thanks because what, what, what does he owe us I, I would yeah. take I would take a Helder Costa size stepping stone every year if, if, yeah, we, yeah. if we can get a player of his calibre for one season and he goes elsewhere and we're used exclusively as a stepping stone I've got absolute, I'm under no illusions that we're going to for the foreseeable future we're going to be good enough to hold on to a player like that I'm quite happy if the only way we get to see players like Costa is for one season and why I don't understand why you would be offended if, no, no. if a player would think of us as a stepping stone and we're not exactly pushing for Champions League football, are we? So. This, this, essentially, in, in English football, there is about three clubs where you'd say they're no longer... Even Everton, clubs like Everton, Lukaku still, would still see Everton as a stepping stone yeah. to the next yeah. level. Yeah. And I think, ultimately, I think a good point made there. You know, we've, we've cost that. As much as we love this club, it would have been a tough sell to get someone like Costa to join us in the Championship, you know, yeah. and to get kicked the lump out of every week, unless there was an incentive to go, you know what, here's your chance, yeah. and, and this might Shopping lead to something. Yeah. yeah, and, you know. At, at the same time, I'm not convinced he will go. I think there's a good well, chance he will, I'm not, not convinced I can he will. see it being a sort of uh, a phobic type thing where mm. if we're in and about, you know, towards the top of the league, he might stay for the rest of the year. If we know where come Christmas, January, maybe he'll go. Who else thinks? Obviously, Costa's the obvious one, but who else has done well this season? David Woods would probably be the next one to spring to mind. Anybody want to go? Yeah. Anybody the perfect ten. The raft and uh, <laughs> go with that one. David Woods. I'll just roll with my chair away slowly. I'll state the cl- uh, case for Edwards and probably get a load of stick for it because he's someone who polarised his opinion but the guy's got 10 goals this season and you know our strikers have got 6 between them and you know I think he has had a good season I do I, I agree made a point earlier um, his, his form has tailored off there's no two ways about that and there's been times where I think we could have had the benefit of bringing him out the side and I think that's not done him any favours 
However, he's you know he's a he's a great professional, and then people all go, yeah, but that's that's all right, being a good professional, being a good club man. So there are knives out for Edwards, but he has had a good season. I don't think we'll be disappointed if he gets replaced by a better player next year. But ten, a ten goal return, and and someone who when things haven't been working out on the pitch you know in a transitional season has kind of stood up there and been counted for then I think uh, you know I admire the guy and I yeah. think he's been uh, he's never he's, gone you know, missing has no. he's always been willing to come out and say what's going on oh right it's not live news recorded live news if we can still talk during this that, that was the Dave Edwards mob outside the ground <laughs> <laughs> Still talk during this nerve filled tension. I don't think that's a penalty. I know, I think that's a penalty. They should run down and put him off. Yeah. And behind the goal. Just for the listeners, Dave has currently got his genitals on. Yeah. Well, we might as well pause his felgy for the the, uh, the nerves. Everyone knows whether this goes in or not. But here we go. Penalty lines up, and it's in. And the crowd goes wild. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is Leon Clark in the same Anyway, right, um, Edwards. 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 Um, in the respect that he hasn't gone missing, I would argue he's been missing for a large proportion of the season. Um, it's going to sound the most ridiculous thing ever, but aside from his goal, and I know it's stupid because he has scored the goals, he doesn't offer anything in a Wolves midfield. He doesn't help the play at all he's past his sell by day if he was the kind of player that made consistently late runs but also link, he doesn't link play he's not a good he's passer good breaking up the opposition and, he, and he's, he's pressing his you know, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think that's enough to warrant a pass yeah, yeah. but he's good at that he's, he's, I mean, if you just watch highlights Dave Edwards is a good player it's when stuff's not happening Dave Edwards goes missing. Well, it's non-existent. Yeah, I think at home when you know he isn't the top player to put his foot on it and spray it around, but, but that is what we needed. or we needed to have, him have a bit more presence as the most experienced player on the pitch at times to put his foot on it and try and yeah. get us going in a certain direction. But like, like you say, like we know that that isn't his game. So I do agree but when but you say. But at the same, t- at the same time, missing. the strikers weren't scoring goals, <laughs> and yeah. we had to yeah. get goals from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But He's basically been a. It's difficult because if the strikers score goals, there's no need for Dave Edwards. Yes. He only flourishes if Wolves are playing badly, which they have done this season. Dave Edwards can't flourish in a good Wolves team, that's my opinion, mm. anymore. He obviously did years ago. I don't see how he flourishes in a good Wolves team anymore. But overall, with his goals, he's been there when we've needed him. And mm. as well, with, with 10 goals, got, got his points on the board, steadied us at times. So I think you have got to give him. Do you think you'd become a squad player next season, potentially, if, if plans yes. go to how people wanted to so. go? Well, I think, yeah. I think it'd, be a, it'd be a sign we're, we're, we've improved, wouldn't it, if yeah. we're honest? Well, I think yeah. people would have a, a lot more respect for him if he was to become a squad player and he'd become a lot more appreciated. The main issue that people have with him is he's bulletproof, as we've said a hundred times, and he's yeah. completely bulletproof. There's been times this season where the midfield's been chopped and changed, but it's always had Dave Edwards in there. If... Dave Edwards was rotated and used as he should be because he's still a he's still a good squad player. Yeah, he's. Yeah. If he played for another team, then I'd probably say, you know, we should be interested in him. Mm. So I'm quite happy for him to be around the squad. I just, if we want to progress, 
for example, you wouldn't have seen a Dave Edwards play for Brighton in the centre of midfield when they came here. That would be all I'd say. I think another one who's who's done well though, I think he's, you know, we talk about the three candidates, is Cody. I've been impressed with him. I think the end of last season, I was impressed with him. And, and, you know, we were pretty poor under Jackie at the end of last season. Not really, there wasn't really much going for us. Uh, And um, the season was going out, you know, going from nowhere. But, you know, he, he stepped up and he's made that position his own and I think he's been fantastic and, and in fairness when I look at some of the players he's come up against this season there's not many times he's been done over um, so I think Cody's had a, had a good season and it's crazy because it's it's it, him and I offer chalk and cheese really because I offer looks a fantastic player a couple of years ago may still come into his own but it's been dreadful. Yeah, I offer was like first name, one, uh, uh, his yeah. position. Mm. House was on the bench, and now they've swapped now. But mm. you know, is I offer going to be part of the longer term plan? Is there anyone else who's perhaps come out well this I'd, season at all? I'd like to throw one in, and I know it'll be disagreed around the table. And Paul Gladden. <laughs> <laughs> the reasons behind it are sound, I believe. Um, <laughs> Although there's been injuries and he's not played as many games as I would have liked him to. Oh, oh, there's a, it's a corner. corner. It's a 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 corner. I'm just leaving, I'm leaving everybody on the edge of their seat. <laughs> yeah. um, would be Cavalero. Okay. I feel that, aside from Costa, he's won us as many games as any other player. He's changed as many games as any other player. Um, obviously, he's not been as consistent, but I think as a match winner, I think, aside from Costa, he's He's been the one player where I'd think if we're going to do something, it's going to be it's going to be through him. But I would argue Marshall's probably been more effective than Cavalero in the short bit of time. You know, I, I think Cavalero for me, he got better as the season went on. I think at the start of the season, he, he frustrated the hell of me. I, I think of some performances like QPR away, for example, where. He didn't know what to do with the next ball, it, and his delivery was poor. And I didn't really see what he was offering. Um, he did come into his own and link up with Costa and Vyman and Marshall, and there were some good performances. Fulham away, for example. Um, he's had his no, moments. No, yeah. He's had his moments, but no, I, 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 I think yeah, yeah. I would disagree. I, I, I'm not. I think we've said on the, you know. we've said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that perhaps Cavalera does best with Costa together, yeah, the yeah. two of them together. Because yeah. in fairness, I've been indifferent about him in terms of I just haven't seen enough yeah. to say wow he's amazing but I can't also deny that when him and Costa are on the pitch together it always seems to slip it's coming very very short I'm not going to sit here and say consistently he's been one of Wolves best players because yeah. he hasn't but when you see glimpses of it in a team of mediocre footballers I think he stands above mm. pretty much aside from probably Costa and Ronan in the, again this really short but I think he is more exciting than any other player that we've got and that's me, why though, with Cavalera you can see why he's playing in at the Molyneux and not Monaco because yeah. the, he just he's, he's, his decision making at times is appalling it seems he when he gets into a great position then he has to do another five step overs and yeah he seems he needs perfect conditions to play yeah that's not good enough no. when he came on against Blackburn I think he came on quite early didn't he because we had to Did he? I don't even remember him being on the pitch yeah he, he was mm. awful he was terrible yeah. absolutely awful I think he, he's like the 
the opposite to Lambert. I feel like if people like Lambert, they hate Caballero. That's that's yeah. that is genuinely yeah. how I feel. It's, it's, it's like Brad, I think Brad in, and Jennifer. Like you're essentially in one camp yeah. or the other. And if you're in team team Lambert over team <laughs> Ivan, then <laughs> I am Ivan. I am completely. I'm going to get your team Ivan. Completely <laughs> and utterly stumped. Out. Hashtag when, team Ivan. Yeah. When Caballero's played well, tattoo team Ivan. Performances have been better than anybody else's when he's played well. Exactly. He just hasn't done it. Yeah, first, yeah. Though. I would argue. Yeah, I would yeah. completely argue that. The only reason I would put Cavalero in there is just because when he has, mm. he's been better than a yeah. lot of the players when they have. Yeah. That, that's my argument. Do you think he'll go in the summer, though? Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, think he will. You don't? No, I, don't I think he might. I, I'm going to go as far as saying that, depending on who we bring in, it wouldn't bother me that much if he actually went. Yeah, but you're Team Paul, aren't you? Yeah, so I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another player I think's done all right is Akeemi. In previous years, I've not really thought much of him, but... He's pulled off the big saves, hasn't he? Yeah, other cool. than that one mistake against Blues, I can't mm. really think of an error he's made this But he does, he does make... The one mistake a season. I think was it Cardiff the season before when him the season got steam and clashed yes. for a, a, yeah, a crossing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Marshall. I think with Roy, I think mm. again a couple of games you thought, oh really? And then he's just he was fantastic after that. He's got yeah. very good quality. Yeah. very good quality. Yeah. Um, I would be disappointed if Cavalera went. So I just don't feel that we've seen what we could see of him. T- team Ivan team right. so strong <laughs> I mean and also I know we mentioned earlier on but Hawes as well when, when, he, when he's come oh, back yeah, into the team isn't really well um, now who hasn't done well <laughs> who's flopped anyone in particular that people want to point out and go just this season they just yeah. haven't had a good season I mean there's a long list I'm looking next to me but I think my, my one would be and I'm, I mentioned him earlier and I'm pausing in my voice because it sounds as if there's another penalty here that but it's not yeah. Yeah. Oh. is I awful because it yeah. really frustrates me when you see a player have a good couple of seasons. I mean, remember the eye author when we're here bombing down the wing, tracking back, looking fantastic, and then all of a sudden he's got the, this Kevin Foley syndrome where he's, he's great one season and then suddenly, what, what's happened to him? Can yeah. I just say That's I was that I, I author wasn't very good. You very, did actually, very, didn't you? Very yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I said a couple of years ago that Doherty would make more appearances than I author would. Um, and I was just about wrong, so I'm going to delay my prediction for the start of this season. <laughs> Watch the money come in on that. <laughs> I think you could argue that any player that's gone into our centre midfield role has, hasn't performed. In, no one's in, made it in around, any. No, but you've just no. said Dave Edwards is one of the players of the season. Oh, He's yeah. played every game centre midfield. No, 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 no. Men in black glasses, come on. Yeah. Look over there. Yeah. <laughs> I bet, I bet so, so, I mean, Sais so because you know people are, are he's grown yeah. into it he's been and I thought he played quite well against Preston yeah. Sais but I haven't really been overly you know, with go. him I've, I've got back to, in the team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to throw Bod Varson under the bus here and say yeah. Bod Varson yeah. because yeah great start you know, wasn't it yeah. yeah, great start yeah and, and again we talk about course heroes but his goal return and really it's embarrassing it's so embarrassing and he hasn't scored at the Molyneux this season. No. Yeah. Really. And you can tell as well at the end of the games, he just doesn't want to do that Icelandic clap, no, does no. he? No. he d- well, it's, al- it's almost like the only reason that 
people are still tolerating him. <laughs> that's just so ridiculous. Oh. So tolerating. But, and Paul um, Lambert says, "I would pay him money to see that. Why would you pay him money to see someone clap?" Which proves what a dull man is. Well, I think I, I put this in the the DM group a few weeks ago. That I, though, again, compare, I know you compare it over two seasons, but and I'm going back to my Siggy affair here. But mm. they've got similar stats, and obviously when Siggy came back, people were against it. Obviously, he didn't score. But the knives aren't but, out as much. But the knives are, and, and is it because yeah. of that literally two, three game fantastic start and that goal against Blues and the clap? But there, there's has still, somehow people are like, oh yeah, I just think knives will come out. There's been more moments, hasn't there? Like the run against Liverpool the way, where yeah. you just we didn't ever see things like that with Sigurd Arsen in his last season. But what we're doing a moment as a run. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's like that is the context. Been, yeah. Literally clutching <laughs> That's throwing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess a few of you would argue that you'd put Cavalera in this section. Oh, oh, I could oh. argue to put him in both sections. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be as critical as, as, as Cavalera. I, I think there's been more effective players and he's frustrated me. Um... But I, I would like I would like Cavalero to stop next year because I think certainly I can see your point. That there is a player in there, absolutely. Yeah. Is that a poor season in that we know he's capable of better? Yeah. We just haven't seen enough of this. You'd have to. I know we're not. You've mentioned all of the centre midfielders, but I think special mention has to go to to Jack Price. Really, I just don't. He's he's a nice. Clearly a very nice person. Mm. He's a good character around the club. He's just not progressed now. I mean. What are we three years from League mm, One? Yeah. He's, he's the same player he was in League One. I really thought that he would have grown into the Kevin McDonald role. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, missed Mick McDonald, though, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, really been has. his best well, with McDonald. We've, we've, we've missed, missed McDonald. Oh, usually. Yeah, yeah hugely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's another one that you saw. I think a lot of people have appreciated more now he's not here. Oh, we're going <laughs> yeah, again. We're going again. We're going again. There we go. Anyway. Look at certain things like strikers as well. But, you know, if we'd have had a creative midfield, would that have made a difference? I'm not making any excuses. That's a good far, point. You look at Benteke. Benteke was brilliant with Villa because he set up with wingers. Mm. They got the ball in the box and they played to his strengths. Not that I'm saying that our strikers would have had a hat full of goals, but. You can't say Bud Varson's had countless chances and again that's probably partially his fault because he should be in those positions. He drifts far too yeah. late, yeah. doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. For the for the lone striker he needs to be more central. And if we talk about Dicko and yes he, he got a couple of goals near the end of this season, but is it with the injury and coming from back from that that that's saved him in some ways? Are we clutching at that saying that we're hopeful? Yeah. yeah. Again, because we, we are we are all hoping, re- you know, really that we can see the Dicko from two seasons ago that yeah. we know yeah. that yeah. can perform at this level. If we're lining up in August and we're sat in the same stand as we are now, and newer Dicko's leading the line, I'll be concerned and I'd be annoyed that we've not done enough in the summer. Yeah. I, I, again, another similar to Edwards, I'd still have him around the squad. Uh, I don't think he's the player that's going to be. Charge making a promotion charge. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the one you want to be the, the number nine at the Wolves, is it? No. Yeah. Could it have been what the, the transfer target of what the last three, four seasons to get a striker? Yeah. And yeah. that really has happened, apart from a phobie yeah. for a brief yeah. period. I'm just delighted happened. we didn't sign Chris Wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that clearly didn't work out, did it? Yeah. But you could feasibly imagine Chris Wood coming here and not, not scoring goals. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to play to the strengths, haven't you? If you want a striker to score, you can't expect him to pick the ball up on 
you know, just inside the opposition's half, run it and, and score. You've got to try and well, unless you're going to play with wingers who are going to stick the ball yeah. and he's going to do as well. And when we have gone with wingers, because obviously Costa, etc., etc., Costa's been direct. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been the type of player to run down the ball line and whip the ball. If no, he gets that ball, he's going towards mm-hmm. the towards the centre towards yeah. the goals and I guess you know talking about Crystal because as, as far as I remember it was down to wages wasn't it, it was in we, we perhaps I think we might yes, have agreed a yeah, fee but Leeds yeah, offered yeah. more yeah. Wolves are now in a position where that's not an issue, that's not an issue anymore no. we can go and offer I guess, I, I guess they want to still have a bit of parity and they want to make it a bit fair but Wolves can there's no excuse now for Wolves not to get a quality player for the right money for the right wage mm-hmm. now and that would yeah. be the disappointment in the summer if we had that merry-go-round Again, yeah, yeah. we just seem to get linked with everyone, don't we? And then it all seems to break down for whatever reason. It goes to somewhere else. As you say, that, that should change this season. So watch this space. Right, let's move on to to games. And obviously, we've had ups and downs this season. We've had some key moments. I think the FA Cup run perhaps is going to be the the one that people will most fondly remember of this season. But what what has been everyone's best worst games in this campaign? What does do, what do people look to? Performance-wise, I would say, aside from the cup, because they were exceptional one-offs. Yeah. Um, Villa away in that second half was as good as I've mm. as I've seen a Wolves side. Which is what's frustrating about it, the yeah, game. Yeah, of course. It was as good as we've played all season, regardless of the fact that we didn't win the game. We should have won the game. I don't think any person in the country watching that would have agreed. It's just so frustrating that, that didn't happen. It just didn't happen enough. Yeah. And it felt like at that time, sorry, it felt like at that time the momentum was so with yeah. us, wasn't yeah. it? And if that would have turned into a, a win, yeah. we would have kicked on from there. Uh, can you recall another game where you really felt we're going we're to absolutely blow these away here? Reading mm. oh, yeah. before yeah. then, yeah. I would say, but not after them. But in that no. second half, it was absolutely. It was attack after attack. The, and I know yeah. they were low on confidence. They were low on confidence as well. Yeah. Uh, and they're not great. They're not a great side this year. They've not been a good side. But that second half was fantastic. We've still got to do what we did, though, even though there was one. Yeah. Yeah. We've still got to get it in the right areas, which, which they did. They were at the end of the day, they did the game. I know. It's, for me, that's just irony, though. Yeah. That was our best performance. Yeah. We still I'd, did. I'd say my best performance this season was probably Brentford away. And the fact that it took us to like the 84th yeah. minute to get yeah. an equaliser was ridiculous but how defining as well that how defining that 10 minutes was because 1-0 down yeah. you just thought right crap this season really yeah. at that point as well because we laboured to that win over Rotherham and we the game before yeah. and it, although mm. we won it was it was, it was bizarre it, was, yeah. it almost felt like a loss yeah. and if, we had, if we'd have lost that game to Brentford Difficult to see where we and then where we to go been. away to full of course, yeah. Well. yeah. It, was, it, it was a huge, huge five. Mm. What was it about eight minutes where the two goals mm. went in? Yeah, it was huge. But in the season, you could probably look at. Uh, about a comeback against Rotherham at the start of the season yeah. which people you know if you look back if you look back at that now yeah. you go the fact that we struck, we just about came yeah, back from Rotherham yeah. away isn't, mm. isn't the best Birmingham away obviously yes, really the three games mm. but Newcastle away probably in the league yeah. is going to be one of our biggest results yeah, yeah. especially when you, in, when you look at it in hindsight as well at where we finished and they finished we controlled the game and mm. again yeah, it was quite yeah. a comfortable one yeah and I, and I think we, we only very briefly mentioned uh, Sace, didn't we, earlier? And, and he's the first name that comes to my head when I think of the Newcastle game away. Because I felt as if that would be the start then. Of not just the obvious reason for Shelby, but the fact that he 
all accounts he had a good performance and felt that he would kick on then under, under Zenga. It's strange how a season can change. Um, yeah, that would be a highlight. And obviously, as you say, the cup, the, the cup runs were, were... And it's quite interesting because I suppose you guys probably felt the same. Hearing those teams come out before Stoke and before Liverpool... But before Stoke, really, because we kind of knew that would go with that. I thought we haven't got a chance here. <laughs> Didn't he bring Evans back in and Williamson from the cold? Yeah. Or you Wasn't know, it an Evans starting. Uh, yeah, field? yeah. And, uh, I think it's quite telling that of the nine matches I've written down, mm. only two were at home. Yeah. Well, in the in the, yeah. in the form table, we, we, we would have been relegated for home form. We would have been sixth for away form. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's incredible. Um, Going on the FA Cup briefly, because I think we've always moaned every year about how we never have a cup run, yeah. and we did actually have a bit of a cup run this time, but more significant results in this run. Because you had Stoke, you win away at Stoke, you think, wow, that's a great result, wasn't seeing that come in. But then Liverpool comes along, you see the team selection, you just think, all oh, right, okay, maybe, maybe not, it'll be a nice trip out. Young keeper, mm. and yeah. It but was just, it was just magnificent. Yeah. Such, yeah. such a good performance yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, how unlucky are we to have drawn three Premiership clubs? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah. genuinely such a good yeah. performance. Though. Even against Chelsea, that was a good performance. Yeah, yeah. 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 they had a good side out as well. Obviously, got yeah. that bit of extra class. Oh, Savile scores after five minutes, and different game. You probably, you probably yeah. only lose two. And at the yeah. at the end of season dinner, didn't Lambert say make a reference saying if he didn't miss that sitter, we might have yeah, got through? Yeah, <laughs> probably the biggest laugh of the night. And that's why he hasn't got a contract. Yeah. But you look, you look back at I, I, you know, that I think I saw some clips recently of the Vyman goal, and that whole build-up was fantastic, and the whole the whole no-look finish as well. But what kind of still frustrates me about that game is the fact that Costa didn't score that goal because that could have gone down as one of the the greatest like FA Cup goals. It would have been in there. Yeah. Of all time, and, and Bod Varson, like we mentioned yeah. before, Bod yeah. Varson's run yeah. that patch would have been equal yeah. to yeah. at the start. And then obviously we had the game against Chelsea, and then you saw the Chelsea team. She thought Chelsea they'll put a couple of reserves out. Oh well, and they put out like the, the yeah. strongest team they yeah. could have put out. And you know we matched them for seventy minutes. Well, for the yeah. whole game yeah. we matched them toe for toe. It, it was a fantastic performance, and it was that telling moment when they scored in the second half and then there was a spontaneous applause to go you know what we'll take that yeah. you know because yeah. it, was, it was an appreciation that we really gave them a game yeah. Yeah. another thing that frustrated me is after that game even though we'd lost I felt as positive as I had done yeah. about yeah. Warsaw and yeah. it didn't spark anything no. at all yeah. We played. I mean, we went to March and lost every game. We played as well as we did against Stoke and Liverpool up till Mm. they scored against Chelsea. And you know, you just felt you needed that that little bit of little bit of luck. But Chelsea were just a totally different proposition to the other two. And you know, one goal on the break against them. So the one thing that really pissed me off after that match because everyone in the South Bank did the um, the Icelandic plan. And there's these two fans who are sat in front who were moaning about us celebrating that we'd lost. But they weren't there on the, uh, the Tuesday night before when we lost to Wigan in one of the worst performances mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah. And I just think, well, sometimes, why can't we just take a little bit of, you know, just take have a good feeling about something? Yeah. Always got to be so negative. It's yeah. just a bit of pride, isn't it? When, when you're on telly against a team like Chelsea, you know every... Because when we're on in the Championship, you know the majority of people are probably watching the Premier League down on the other. Yeah. It's, it's the time when everyone's watching Wolves. Yeah. And you, when you see them teams, you think, just don't don't embarrass. Yeah. And there was absolutely no way to say this embarrassed. If we'd have lost 6-0, fair enough. But yeah, yeah. yeah. No. 
I also want to bring up Fulham at home, 4 all. Because, I mean, again, you could say from a neutral perspective it was a great game and it was probably, again, annoying. We keep bringing up annoying results here. That's annoying annoying that, the whole season. Yeah, that, that we didn't win. That, you know, to be 3-1 three, three, down, full of absolutely dominating the game, 4-3 up after a weird, you know, unlikely goal from Edwards from that you know, angle. Mm. And then to still give it away. I mean, I remember leaving that game thinking, oh, well, OK, but what a game. But I still think that was one of the best games of the season. Yeah, just well, that you know, yeah. But I think end to end As Ben said It's our season in a microcosm We started well We stumbled massively Pulled ourselves back into it And ultimately threw it away in the end yeah. That's been yeah. our 16, 17 year We seem to have like 15, 20 minutes At the start of games Where we thought They're on it today mm-hmm. You know we, we might get something out of this And if we didn't and score within season. that time We concede <laughs> And then that's a game yeah. over couldn't see us like we've talked about best games, about worst games. One's games that perhaps, when the season now obviously closed, yeah. people would like to forget I think for a long the, time. The, the most recent one for me is, is the Blackburn game uh, at home, and it, it was it, it was frustrating because I thought actually they got a bit to play for, so they may give us a little bit more and, and may make it exciting. But for us, it was just like watching a pre-season friendly, but. Mm. I mean, we touched on the home form, and you could pick a number of games, couldn't you? But that's the one recently which just frustrated the, the, the hell out of me. You look at the Barnsley yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The games leading up to that, we were quite positive. You know, mm. we thought we might, mm. we might have some defeat. You know, we yeah, played really well, yeah. and we were absolutely turned over. Seventeen was, minutes he took them just uh, to blow us away. Yeah. Mm. That's one thing you asked. The strike of the ex-player. We've had, yeah, we've had about what, five or six yeah. players <laughs> score against us. Yeah, ex-players that is. Yeah. Blues at home would go down as one of the oh, disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the magnitude yeah. of the game. And as we well. kept them up in the end, really. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just so so abject. Yeah. So what I've done for that is mm. I've just said February because yeah, because yeah. oh, yeah. we lost we lost some winnable. I mean Newcastle at home here we lost one 0 Burton should have won. Yeah, Burton away, Newcastle at Hiding, home, yeah. Wigan at home, Blues at home, mm. and Chelsea was also well, in you, there. You'd well. argue looking at that that you, we should be looking at. Nine points. Yeah, you should be winning. Yeah. Wig- you should be beating Wigan and Blues at home. Beat Burton away, and you conceivably. And that's what got us into that relegation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wigan have done the double over us this yeah. year. I don't understand how that's happened. Yeah, Burton took four points and Wigan took six. So even if you even if you had them ten points on the season, doesn't look half as bad. But we did lose them draw those games. So best goals then? We've seen some goals this season. Probably more Helder Costa scoring the goals. Yeah. Was there any goals that kind of spring into people's minds? That the goal to free kick mm. in Stoke. Stoke, yeah. That was an absolute. Mason away ball. against Blues. When he turned and, and just hooked into the far corner. Fantastic. Mine would either be uh, Costa away at Stoke. Yep. Just because of the technique, running away yeah. from goal to generate the power he did was just watching it back technically it's so good yeah. and then his goal against QPR because it was, it was one of them QPR, goals where yeah. I, was, I watched it and I just sat there like with my mouth open because it was just that good I didn't mm. even celebrate it at first how have <laughs> yeah. all players just done that yeah. and it, it was just well, just for, amazing for pure emotion I think Costa's against Brentford yeah mm. I, just everyone in the stand just completely lost it yeah, yeah it's quite magical that one and for pure skill as well, the goal here against Cardiff. Yeah. Just, you know, making two plays fall over oh, in itself is, is great. I think the Cardiff one, the way that the players went, made it look 
better. Than, mm-hmm. But the, I think the, the skill for the QPR one was just astounding. The way he was shifting it from feet to feet, the tightness that he was beating players was just both goals. Good, good. So I mean, we're coming. I think we're coming near the end of this podcast. So from the, before we get to Twitter corner, of course, we're going to do one more Twitter corner <laughs> before the end of the season. So what would be the key lessons that Lambert and Wolves need to take from this season? going into the summer and into next season what would we say I think the, the, the key lessons for me not answering your question directly there but in, in respect of the key lessons are really down to farewell and, and, and recruitment the key lessons is let's learn from last summer let's learn and, and this is for the board that signing first team players many of whom have got no championship experience for every cost there's a Paul Gladden you know and, and I think the lessons to be learned really as a club and the biggest lessons are the recruitment which has to be right in the summer I think if you put for for every Costa there's a Paul Gladden it nods font over a beach (laughs) 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 recruitment is going to be massive like him or Loudon Lambert succeeded at this level before he's got previous he obviously knows a way to get out of the division and a way to play but he needs the players the right players to play that way Recruitment yeah. One of the biggest lessons I would say is if they did record, I imagine they'd have recorded it on VHS or something. This <laughs> this home game against with Brighton, stickers on there because I'm thinking you remember the VHS with stickers. Yeah, oh, they, you get the sticker tablet. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you've been so. framed over. That's it. Yeah. Watch watch <laughs> the way that Brighton came to Wolves and absolutely mm. steamrolled us. The way they played football is what we should be aspiring to do. Yeah. Did they put it on long... Is it long record? Just make sure you've not got the lines running straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the, the lesson is, and I'm going to quote Alan Partridge here, evolution, not revolution. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need another Chris Evans. Um, yeah, I, I think because last season it was revolution, it was literally just throw as much against the wall and see what sticks. Whereas this time round, it's got to be very measured, it's got to be thought about yeah. and do it the right way. So the season all wrapped up. Let's all forget it ever happened. Uh, right, let's finish off the podcast with Twitter Corner. Obviously, this is your chance to send us your tweets, Wolves or non-Wolves related, and we will answer them for you. Uh, John Cadden, who has given us some belters throughout the season, um, has got this one salad days ahead, obviously it's summer. Bit of a lighter meal yeah. in the summer. Um, so, what do you go with? Pickle? Or, I'm trying to think what he said here. Um, beet, oh, so, b- beetroot. If you have beetroot on a salad, do you go for pickled whole, pickled crinkle cut, pickled straight cut, or cooked whole? Or no? Uh, pickled crinkled. Pickled crinkled. I'm a pervert for anything pickled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> straight cut. Straight, straight cut as well, yeah. Straight cut. Yeah. No, not at all. Not a beetroot. I was fan. never allowed to eat beetroot if I had yeah. a white shirt on when I was a child. Because <laughs> <laughs> the stains were absolutely <laughs> catastrophic. Uh, Jack Sears has gone for a best angel delight flavour. Strawberry? All day. Straight away. Yeah. Strawberry? Never yeah. eaten. No, I've never I don't think I've even had angel delight. It's just no. it's pure sugar and milk. No. Yeah. It just looks horrendous. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one, though. Because yeah. I thought it was like not seen a good film like everyone else has seen <laughs> that you know, sort of club but now I'm, like Alex I'm, for a second yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> whole different world I'm not in uh, never <laughs> ate it so yeah um, strawberry is that the best you'd recommend yeah. as a first time to break my angel yeah. 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 close fruit cake close fruit cake yeah. 
twice for a kick. <laughs> well, the group are saying strawberry then. Strawberry is the answer. Uh, Darren uh, Grocutter says, now we have the screens coming. Should we do kiss cam but in the shape oh. of a wolf's head? No. Right, I can't tell if you're liking the idea of kiss cam. No, no I, 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 I am liking the idea of kiss <laughs> Particularly in the stand we're sitting in now, the South Bank, I think it would cause a lot of um, divorces. Um, yeah. yeah, they'll be on Jerry <laughs> on the next week. Yeah, And sit next to two complete strange fellas. So no, <laughs> definitely not. Kiss cam would be so awkward, it would be brilliant. What a great idea. Anyone else? Ben? Chris, kiss gum. I really don't think no. it's working. You know what I mean? Americans, it's fine, it works well. English people, oh, yes, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, one more question in uh, for, for Twitter Corner, which is from Mapton. He says, which current Wolves players would you most like to see appear on first dates? Great question. The obvious in brackets, one. In brackets, can't be Gladden. I oh, know. Oh, oh, no. I want to sing it also. I think it's going to be current, current. Oh, did you not say current or past? Uh, current. You said okay. current footballs. I would say... And it's half-time. I think we spoke about going on the day, so it's possible to be honest. <laughs> I think we've had, a, we've had a debate, haven't we, about who would be best to go on a date yeah, with. Yeah. But who would we... we yes. Yeah. So who would be best on first date? Who would like to see peruse that programme? I think if you would, if you're on a date with Matt Doherty, you would never know if you're getting on well or not, would you? <laughs> Because it would just keep the same straight face. It may have his cap in the door. The Frenchman would make him take it off at the door and he'd just kick off the table. Yeah. So I'd go Matt, Matt Doherty, but who do you think would go for a good time and get in that cab and go to Soho with we'll after? Um, <laughs> I reckon it would be Noah? Graham, I think, would be the Jordan one. Jordan Graham. Yeah. Oh, well, he'd just be annoying, though, because he'd probably play the piano. Yeah. He'd get, he'd get, he'd get his saxophone out, he'd read poetry, <laughs> you know. And, just, yeah. and then he'd just start singing and have an amazing, soulful voice. Yeah. yeah. I'm really, I'm really not prepared for this. He'd take the girl yeah. that he's with on a, on a second date into the taxi, and there'd also be three other girls that dive in the back. He's like, he's like, I don't really else called Mr. Perfect <laughs> on the wrestling, where he'd kind of like throw an American football, like... A million yards <laughs> and get a hole in one. Yeah, and, he's one of these. You know, oh, I've never played golf. No. <laughs> How do I hold it? Yeah. Smash it. Oh, yeah, that was in the hole, is it? And that happened. Badminton. Oh, did you get the racket? Yeah, yeah. He's had three one four sevens. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, what about your dates? Oh, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say Graham. Yeah. Graham. So we've got Graham and. Doherty, anyone else to talk for first date who'd like to see? Toby would be a nice guy, wouldn't he? Take out and take. I would say Edwards, but I just think it would be so sad if yeah. the girl said no at the end. I would just <laughs> yeah. want to cry <laughs> for him. Because he'd have paid for the whole thing as yeah. well, and it would just be devastating. <laughs> so to answer your question, not Edwards. <laughs> yeah, he'd be friend zone. Friend zone. You're oh. a really nice guy. Sorry, poor that's, that's a great question, though. Poor old Edwards. Yeah. Question of the season? It's up there. It's up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to commit. It's not quite up there. And that's it, Twitter. And that's this podcast done, Dusted, for the season review. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much for listening throughout the season as well. Uh, so, gentlemen, uh, for this edition, it's bye from Ben. Goodbye. Bye from Chris. Bye bye. Bye from Andy. Ciao. Bye from Roy. Bye. And it's bye from me. See you soon. <laughs>